0: Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Tonight is how to stay stress-free. Amen? Amen. Nobody has that lately, right? Nothing going on around here lately that would cause any stress, (laughs) If you've never had any stress, you're not alive anymore. That's all I can say to you. Amen. But uh, God is so good. He's so good to us that he always makes a way out for us, doesn't he? And the Bible tells us in the last days, in fact, you can turn to, if you have your Bible, turn to Second uh, Timothy 3. And I'm not going to speak too long, but I'm just going to talk to you about how how to encourage yourself in the Lord tonight. But it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And my friends, we're in the last of the last days. And, and that perilous, it says harsh and hard and hard to deal with sometimes and stressful. And, and it just, things build up, don't they? And, and I, I think about two, two weeks ago a day, and a day, on a Tuesday, about noon, Ashley and Kreider and Matt Kreider's life, just like this, when she had a massive, uh, you know, brain aneurysm, aneurysm, you know? So your life can change just like that, and you can get stressed out over just about anything, but that's a major one. But there's other things that stress us out. Do you ever get stressed out about things? A lot of times it's fear that comes upon you, and you can't really, it it may be things that won't really happen, but you're worried about them anyway. many of you know, worry doesn't do anything, but cause you to be stressed. Isn't that right? But it says in that last days that perilous times will come, and we're living in those days. If you just, if you watch the news for very long at all, you'll be stressed out over that, all the things that's going on in the world today. If you, if you have children, if you're married, if you're, if if you have a job, if you live at all, stress will come. Things will happen. And God doesn't want us to carry that stress. We're not built to carry it. In fact, the doctors tell us have said that most, the majority of things that go on in our body uh, physically, uh, uh, like physical, uh, you know, um, sickness and things are caused by stress. And so we certainly don't want to be stressed out, but we can overcome. God's made a way that we can rise above that. That's why we serve a God. That last, that one song we sang, you know, that He's faithful to all generations. He's faithful to us. He's the God of our days, the God of our, you know, the King of our nights. What does that mean? He's always there to help us. How many of you know He's always on call every minute, every day? And we have this great thing called prayer. How many of you know the greatest power in all the earth is prayer? Well, a lot of it's untapped, but it's the powerful thing because He's given us that privilege to pray to Him. And when we pray, He can change circumstances in our life, and we don't always see the outcome when we pray, but we can trust Him that He'll bring it to a good end. Amen? Because He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus, always gives us the victory. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Okay, I I just want to make sure you're out there. Amen? But listen— Stress, stress builds up in all of us. I don't care what you—but learning how to deal with it, learning how to get through it, and learning how to get rid of it is an important thing. And God tells us a lot of things about in, in His Word about it, but one of my favorite stories is over in 1 Samuel, and I've, I've talked about this before because, this, I, to me, it's one of the, 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 the classic ways of overcoming stress. And it's, a, it's the story of 1 Samuel 30, and it's about Daniel and his men. Now it happened when—or David, I'm sorry— and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invi- invaded the south and Ziglag attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were, uh, were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there was burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept. Have you ever cried? Have you ever got so upset and cried about stuff that you, you, you didn't have any control over that? They had already taken his wives and, and all the stuff that they had there. They were out on a mission. And all of a sudden, it, it happened. How many of you know we can get stressed real quick when things begin to happen? Isn't that right? You ever got a, call, a telephone call in the middle of the night and something's gone wrong? It can, it can alarm you. You can get upset. Somebody close to you, something's happened bad to them. You can cry, but that's what they did. They began to cry, and it says they lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to cry or to weep. How many of you ever have had that? cry so hard. Little kids used to do that sometimes. They cry so hard. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they just can't do it anymore. They just run out of crying, right? Well, I, I tell you, be honest with you, there's times I feel like crying. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that at the moment. But you can't stay there. You can't stay there in that right there. If David and his men would have stayed there, they would have never got over what had, had come against them. They would have never got free of what came against them. Well, let's read on a little bit further. And David he had, took his two wives. Now, it says in verse 6, David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, and every man for their sons and his daughters. But David, we'll go and we'll talk about that in a minute. Greatly distressed. Have you been greatly distressed? Things aren't going the way you think they ought to go. And all of a sudden you get, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And you're looking at the problem greater than what the the answer is. How many of you have done that before? You don't have to answer, but you know the truth of the matter is we've all done that. We look at the problem, it gets bigger. And we make it louder and larger than the answer. But the Bible talks about, oh, magnify the Lord. Make him louder and larger. He's your answer. He's the one that's faithful to you. Amen? But it was greatly distressed. But then it says in uh, verse—goes on to say in verse uh, 6, but David strengthened—and one of the other words uh, in the Amplified is strengthened and encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He encouraged himself. He began to encourage—now David, we know, was, was one of the great psalmists, and he, you know, he had a heart for the Lord. He was a worshiper, was he not? But how would you encourage yourself if things are going wrong? Well, we can be like David. David over in Psalm 27, if you want to turn there, I'll just probably read it off the the board up there. But in Psalm 27, verse 1, he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Wow, this is David. David was under a lot of stress most of his life. He was a warrior, was he not? Uh, Pastor Scott's talked about he was a warrior. That was, But yet, he went to the Lord with his troubles, and he says, the Lord is the light in my salvation. Whom shall I fear, or what shall I fear? Something bad's happened to me, What's, what am I going to do? Am I going to fear? Am I going to allow the fear to take over and control me, or am I going to be able to cast it away? The Lord is my strength of my life. Amen? Can you say that tonight? Whatever you're going through, just say, the Lord is the strength of my life. And then he, and he says, of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Uh, go to verse 2, would you? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Through, though an army may encamp around me, against me, my heart shall not fear. Now listen, <laughs> I think of David. Of, of He was being surrounded by armies and, and, and things, and he various times— but yet he did not fear. He chose not to fear. How many of you know we can make a choice? To choose not to fear or choose to fear? Choose to be stressed out or choose not to be stressed out? We can take that choice and we can make that choice by an act of what? Our will. Because your emotions, our emotions are up and sometimes down, up sometimes down. But you make a choice, an active choice. I will not fear. The Lord is the light of my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? What shall I fear? This is not going to overtake me and overcome me in these situations. We just talked about a lot of different situations, family situations. Now, you could, you could say... Grief is—it's it, all right to grieve for a while. How many of you know you don't stay in grief, though? You get up and you go on. That's what you do. But you can choose to go the other way. How many of you know known people that can't get over something? And it, it, it's with them for years, maybe. Well, I just can't. I just can't. Well, what you've done is you've hampered what the Lord can do for you because you said you can't. And if you say you can't, he won't. Amen? Do you see what I'm saying? So what do you begin to say? The Lord is my life and my salvation. Through w- war may rise up against me. In this I will be confident. Verse 4. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that, I sh- that will I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Goes on to say, for in this time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his temple, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. What's an enemy? Satan is an enemy. Sickness is an enemy. Depression is an enemy. Fear is an enemy. Everything we go, that, that comes against us that's not of God is usually an enemy, Right? Amen? Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. You want to know a way to get pushed back the, the, the stress in your life? Is to begin to praise God right in the midst of your trouble. Amen? As Creffold Dollar used to say, trouble your trouble. How do you trouble your trouble? You begin to bless his name. You begin to praise his name. Isn't it lifting to come up in here tonight and sing those songs? It is. That's why I tell people, you need to be in church. You can't just skip out and go out your own way. You're an easy target for the devil. How many of you know that? You need to be where other believers are, where we can come together and worship God and magnify the Lord. It, it builds you up inside. Amen? Amen. But David's, David knew this, so he encouraged himself. He was, a, he, was, <laughs> he was a praiser. He was a worshiper. We know that even his own wife got mad at him because he praised God so so uh, extravagant. You know what I'm saying? Made her, made her jealous, made her mad. How many of you know it makes people mad? It makes the devil mad when you praise God right in the midst of your trouble. Amen? Amen. So what are we talking about? We're out how to overcome the stresses of life, which we all come against, and they happen so quickly sometimes. But he had, He overcame, but then David did the next thing. He said, he called for uh, Abathar, the priest, Abimelech's son. Bring me the ephod here to me, and Abathar brought the ephod to David. So David, what did he do? He inquired of the Lord. How many of you know you need to get your, your mind settled down sometimes before you can hear what God's trying to tell you? How many of you have been upset around sometimes, and somebody's, like in my case, my wife, is trying to say, would you you just stop for a minute? Would you just settle down for a second? You ever get now I'm telling on myself, but you, you guys have never done anything like that. You get so upset, you can't think right, right? You can't think right. But when you begin to praise God, when you begin to think about what he's done for you, and bring into remembrance what he's done for you in the past, how many of you had God do something for you in the past? Are you born again? Well, you really had something done for you, haven't you? Amen? But how many times you had something happen that you prayed about that God worked it out for you? Amen? So you begin to think about those things. You begin to think about what he's done, and then you can settle yourself down. You begin to praise him. Lord, I thank you and praise you. I remember the time you did this for my, me and my family. I remember the time I was sick and we prayed, and, and, and I was delivered. I remember the time I had trouble with finances. And God, God, you came through. Amen? I remember the time that so-and-so, that you can just go on and on. If you can't think of yourself, think of something somebody's ha- had in here that's happened with, for them. I thank you right now that you're bringing Ashley Crider through this. It's a miracle. The doctors even have come to that point and said, the the neurosurgeon even said today, now Matt's going to tell you all this because he's, he's a Muslim, but he said it wasn't me. This was so serious, it was not me. He even recognized, even though it's not the same God, right? He recognized it was something greater. How many of you know we can recognize Hey, God, I remember the time you did this. Praise you. Thank you. Glorify your name. Just what David was saying in Psalm 27, wasn't he? All these things have come against me, but you're the light in my salvation. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to be anxious over this in the midst of my trouble. How many of you know we make, what's the old saying, make a mountain out of a molehill? We make things bigger so much at the time that they're really not that big. God can help us, but we have to go to him. How many of you know you need to go to him? Jesus said it be- best, have faith in what? The trouble or have faith in God? Who can get us out of the trouble? Amen? So David inquired of the Lord, and, and, and verse 7, and so in, inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this troop? In other words, shall I, what should I do? I'm asking you, Lord. Now I've quieted myself down. I can hear what you have to say. Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue, for you shall... Re- Surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So what do we do when 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 we're in a in a stressful situation when things aren't going well when problems happen we all of a sudden they're there. Well, the first thing I said we begin to praise God we begin to worship God we thank you right in the middle. What's who's who are you going to call? Who's going to be the first one? As you're dialing 911, you're calling the Lord. Lord, you're going to have to help me. I don't know what to do here. Amen, amen. In the middle of your stress, you begin to praise him. You begin to thank you, Lord. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I know it's going to turn out for my good because you're always faithful. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen. I think, I think you know, I think about, well, I think about Norma. Think about this. You know, God's faithful to her. I know she probably hasn't got too long to go, but she's at peace. She knows where she's going. Amen. She's not all stressed out about it. She just, she's ready to see Jesus. Amen. So we, even in the midst of, of that, <laughs> that death that comes, is not going to last just for a second because you're going to be ushered right into really don't die. We just ushered into another world called heaven. But I think about that. So what do we do? We first get our place, uh, ourself in a place where we can relax and then we inquire of the Lord. We ask Him, God, what should I do? What am I going to do in this, this situation? Things don't look good in a lot of different ways, but what, what can I do? What, Lord, I am believing You, trust in You. And then get a word from the Lord. Amen? He'll give you a word. I don't know what it might be, but it, whatever the cir- circumstance it is, He'll give you a word. And He'll begin to lead you in the way out of, it, of the trouble. Amen? Ask God, How should I, what should I do about this situation? and we have the Holy Spirit. Amen? Aren't you glad for the Holy Spirit? He said when He comes, He'll lead you and tr- guide you into all truth, show you things to come. He'll show you uh, things to come. You won't be so caught off guard. And even if you are, He'll, he'll, he'll show you, here, here, do step, step, step. You're listening, you're stepping, you're walking, and he, He's helping you through the situation. Amen? I, I think of that situation because it's so— Uh, right, it's going on right now, ongoing with Ashley. It's been a step-by-step-by-step process. And every, all the way through with, with the church family and his family, and, and Matt praying it step-by-step. Well, this, this rose a little problem here. Okay, we're believing God for this. Next, 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 next. Amen? Amen. That's why we do it. We don't stop, we don't say, oh, throw our hands up and say, oh, no, what are we going to do? We're going to say, God, show us what to pray for, how to pray. Amen? This, this is what we do and, and should do. Then we have to believe that God will empower you and, and inform you of what to do. How many of you want to listen to God and know that he has something to say to you? You can, you can depend on it. He's faithful. He never goes against his word. And he'll give you something. He'll, he'll inform you. He'll enable you to do what you can't do. Because you've asked Him. (laughs) Ask and receive that your joy might be full. Amen? Amen. So if you don't ask, you never—I know it's band time, so (laughs) it must be getting closer to me to shut down now. But everything starts when you believe that God's there for you. Amen? Because we walk by what? Walk by what? Faith, Faith, not by sight. Because a lot of times things, I mean— will scare you just looking at the I'm sure that morning had Larry he, you know the sight of that but walking it out right Larry right. step by step doesn't mean you weren't a little frazz upset but you just keep trusting God in the midst of it amen he is our hope and you must activate your faith and how do you do that you begin to call on God you don't walk by feelings you walk by faith so in Philippians 4.13, and I got a lot of scriptures here, but I'm not going to give you a whole lot of them tonight, but it says, I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, that means in the midst of your problem, you can trust him, you can go to him, you can praise him, you can magnify him over the problem. Amen? Well, I can't, I can't, I can't. The old saying when I grew up was, can't, can't do anything. We'll never do anything, right? Isn't that right? I mean, both of us have probably heard of can't, can't do anything or won't do anything. But the truth of the matter is, when you begin to say that, you shut yourself off from what God can do for you. Say, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> you say, I don't know, but I know you have an answer here for me. And I'm trusting you right in the mi- I can't see it yet, but I know you're faithful to show me the way. Amen. Amen. So we, we just begin to do that. We, we get our confidence. We get our strength through him. Amen. I mean, this is, this is elementary in a fashion, if you, you know. But you know the truth of the matter is? Uh, if, you, if you got the basics all down, you probably need to come up here because the basics is what puts you over. Isn't that true? We, we, we walk by faith, but we're never going to get so so filled with everything that we don't have to trust in Him. Well, you know, we've seen people fall, from the, fall out of grace and fall out of the, their salvation because they got to thinking they knew more than God. You can't, you never know more than Him, and He's always going to give you an answer. And, and the Bible says, be careful when you think you stand because you're about ready to fall. So what do we do? We begin, put our trust in Him all the time. I like what Brother Hagin had said one time. He said, the older I get, the, and the more I think I know, the less I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we keep pressing in, right? We keep searching him. We keep going towards him. So we, we have to know that. We, we have to understand. And then we had to decide and hear what his directions are, and then take the steps that are necessary. Amen? Amen. We walk it out. Don't stay in the same place. It could be about anything. Don't stay. You'll become paralyzed in that state. Fear will paralyze you if you allow it to, but faith will get you over the hump and through the valley and through the trouble. Amen? And where's faith alive? According to the Scriptures, faith alive is where? In your heart and in your mouth. So you've got to open your mouth and say something. And you better be saying what God says. I know this looks bad. I know this doesn't look good. But if God be for me, who can be against me? This problem isn't bigger than the God I serve. A God that's going to take us to heaven someday <laughs> and for eternity, but yet he can't help us overcome this one problem we're going through. He can't help our finances. He can't help our kids be, uh, live a, a right life. He can't, he can't heal somebody. He can't deliver somebody. No, he does all those things. He's already promised all of that here and now. The graduation is we get to go to heaven for eternity and not have any of that. But while we're here, we, have, we can trust him right in the midst of all our troubles. Amen? Keep connected to the Holy Ghost. That's, that's a biggie right there. Keep connected to the Holy Spirit. In Jude, we know that scripture, Jude 20 and 21. Brethren, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life. In other words, build yourself up. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray with the Spirit. Pray according to what the Spirit leads you to pray. Amen? Amen. Do that. It will build you up. It will help you roll the cares of this life over onto him because that's what he tells us. But Peter tells us to do casting all your care over onto him for he careth for you. Amen? So that's, that's what we do. There's so much that, you know, we can rest in the midst of our trouble. How many of you know that? Because everybody's going to have stress in their life, but we can be at rest right in the midst of our stress. David figured it out. He cried. He was upset not only for what happened, but he cried so hard that they couldn't cry no more. But he was also crying because they were going to stone him. Amen? His own men were going to stone him. It's your fault, David. You ever been in a position where somebody tells it's your fault and you had nothing to do with it? Pretty hard, isn't it, sometimes? How many of you have woke up in the middle of the night stressed out over something? Well, I never wake up stressed out. Wait, come on. Get serious about that. You know when the devil likes to work? At night. That's why some of your parents, including mine, says hey, nothing ever good happens after 10 o'clock at night. Get home. <laughs> isn't that right? Get home. It, seriously. When does the most trouble go on is, is in the middle of the night or late at night? That's, you know, so we have to know that. But David had figured it out, praise God. So there is no problem that 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, there is no test or temptation, which means there is no test or temptation of, comes against us, any problem that uh, overtaken you, except it is common to man, but God is faithful. Say faithful. Faithful. faithful who will not allow you to be tempted or tested beyond what you're able, but what the temptation will also, and the Amplified, it talks about tests, will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. In other words, you can get through it. Amen? With victory. With victory. Amen. And we all need this. This is not just for, you you know, somebody down the road. It's for all of us. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. Well, we see what happened with David. You can recover it all and live for, in the victory. Over in verse 17, it says it, 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 some other things went there. They found a guy, an Egyptian, and he showed them where the camp was. Then it says in verse 17, Then David attacked them from twilight into the evening to the next day. Not a man, not a man of them escaped except for a hundred young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered what? Recovered all that the Amalekites had had, uh, carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Amen. What did David do? He was a praiser. He was a worshiper. And in the midst of his trouble, he began to praise God. Didn't mean he didn't cry. Didn't mean he didn't get upset. But he praised God right in the midst of it and said, God, what am I to do? If we'll do that, we'll begin to see the stress of the life pass away from us. When we sit and fret over things that are going on in our life, it never will get anything accomplished because you're, you're really tying the hands of God to move into your life. Now, the last scripture, and you all know this one, Philippians 4 and verse 6. Be anxious. Well, I, I like what 4.4 4 says first. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen? That's what we're supposed to do. But be anxious for what? Nothing. Anxious means worrisome, Right? I can't do that. Yes, you can. But in everything, by what? Prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. How many of you know thanksgiving is a form of praise? Isn't that right? Let your requests be known unto God. And then it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you you, you begin to talk <laughs> to yourself. Lord, I thank you and praise you. I don't have to carry this. I'm rolling this over onto you. I'm not going to be anxious because you said not to be anxious, but you said I could pray. Lord, I don't know what to pray, but I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to help me to pray. Amen? And when I begin to pray, I just thank you that you have an answer. This is not bigger than you. This is not going to be bigger than me, because I'm trusting you right in the middle of this, that I will will have breakthroughs in my life. I'm not going to be bogged down that I can't do nothing. I'm going to be lifted up because of my countenance will be lifted up because I'm looking up where my help comes from. Amen, amen. And then it says, <laughs> uh, finally, brother, and I like this: whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are uh, noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Amen? (laughs) Think on these things. Amen? Get that. I don't know what you have to do. I have to get my earphones in and listen to the praise music or listen to Keith Moore or one of the preachers I like to hear, and I begin to encourage myself and listen to that. And then I begin to walk the floor myself and, and say, this is how it's going to be, Lord. I thank you and praise you that I'm an overcomer. I overcome by the blood of the, that Jesus bore and the, the blood that he shed and the word of my testimony. And my testimony is, God, you're for me. Nobody else, nothing can be against me. Amen. Well, how many of you know when you begin to do that and you begin to pray in the Spirit, it just, it just, like a big, fresh air. Amen? Amen. How many of you believe you can do that tonight? How many of you are ready to do that? Because we've been, listen, this church has been hit with a lot of stuff going on here lately. A lot of stuff. And we still got stuff to do. We, you know, it doesn't go away just because all the, the people in the hospital, people sick, people uh, having funerals and, and different things here. It doesn't go away. We still have things to do. And if we don't, aren't careful, it can stress us out. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand up with me? Amen? We're going to praise the Lord a little bit and uh, thank Him for His goodness. Listen, this is, this is good news. I choose to be like David. Let's be like David. Amen? Let's, let's praise the Lord, worship God right in the middle of our, our troubled times because He knows God is faithful to bring us out. How many of you say, can say that? God, you're faithful in every situation that I face. You'll bring me out of every problem and every circumstances, and I lay it in your hands tonight, and I choose to praise you And magnify you over every situation and every circumstance. For if you be for me, who can be against me? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We thank you and praise you. Glorify your very name. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Bigger than our troubles and our problems. Mightier than all the things and cares and worries that come against us. We thank you tonight. Glorify your name hallelujah 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 bless your name tonight now if you don't know Jesus tonight that'd be a good time to get to know him because this world has no hope without him amen I won't give one of those great altar calls that our pastor gives every Wednesday night I trust that most of you know him but you know what we have a friend in Jesus what a friend we have in Jesus my goodness. And he's a friend you always have access to. Never turn you down. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.